Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me first remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the use and reuse of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We're also protected by Brandenburg v. Ohio, 1969, which ruled that the government cannot punish inflammatory speech unless that speech is, quote, directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. Therefore, everything said here on Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion is usually mostly sometimes hypothetical and in Minecraft. As I say, we try to keep it in Minecraft, but sometimes, you know, things happen. Yeah, we're just talking about playing Grand Theft Auto, that's all. That's right. No, but... It's boys' night, and this is, I don't know, kind of the Marvin Hamer anniversary episode. Ah, Killdozer. If I had a, only had a time machine. Hey, man, there's a basement in the hardware store. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've decided we're going to call him Uncle Marv. Yep. Um, I like think we, he's we, earned you know, it. We, we call TK, we call him Uncle Ted, so we're going to refer to him as Uncle Marv. Uncle Marv. Uncle Marv. Oh, we're so getting fucking red flagged. <laughs> <laughs> and not I took, that, No, I not took some, some smelling salts, and Uncle Eugene said we were going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Uncle Mikhail wasn't so sure, but, you know, Uncle Eugene said we're fine. <laughs> that's that's going to be another one of our T-shirts in our, our mythical merch store don't worry <laughs> uncle that said we're gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> one way one way or another right oh. yeah one way or another is gonna be yeah. you know honestly andrew we should uh we should reach out to uh to jason because his wife has the ability to do that make us merch I- my what? Yeah. Oh, the other Jason. The other Jason. And oh. one that uh, Andrew used to work with. Yeah, we could do that. That would be... I don't know. Yeah, we, we should definitely work on that. We should uh, we should try and figure out how to do a, do some actual merch, some actual t-shirts and stuff, because that, be, text- that would be pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, after the last episode that we really talked about it, he texted me. He was like, you know my wife can do that, right? It's like, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I have I have a t-shirt and and I, mine a t-shirt idea in mind right now. Like when I was putting together the articles, I saw this article. Like I I had posted about it before, and we we laughed about it. But I think having a a dong copter, <laughs> <laughs> dong copter on a shirt would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, you wouldn't even need contacts. Like you no. can just have just the dog, but it's gotta be like one of those like half silhouette things, like real artsy and like Banksy style. Yeah, dog cocker. <laughs> <laughs> like it does. Like uh. it's it's one of those things. Like people people are gonna look at it and either laugh their asses off or be disgusted. And half the people that laugh their asses off at about at it are gonna ask you what the fuck is that? What's that about? 
<laughs> I mean, that's, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm used to that kind of a reaction. I, I just get that when I walk down the street. So, well, I've um, I have one of those faces also. Yeah, which is, which is which is why we do this MP3 instead of like live video. Yeah, that's although uh, people still watch the YouTube man. People they still, still watch, watch the YouTube. videos. And I don't know why you'd want to look at our ugly mugs. It's probably just to see what what new patches and T-shirts we got rocking. There's there's got to be there's got to be a drinking game that we're not keyed in on. Yeah. Yep. Take a shot every time Derek tells me to land the plane. <laughs> Chug your beer when Jason says, "Hold on." It gets better. Wait, it gets better. <laughs> I have like three of those articles tonight. I already basically have that as a drinking game while I'm doing the show. And he says, but wait, it gets better. I'm like, glug, 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 glug. <laughs> so, but we talked about the Doncopter. And it's not part of episode 69. <sighs> this is a recent thing. Um, this article is from the New York Post, but it, it kind of went. I saw it everywhere, but it's man punches Albuquerque mayoral candidate after taunting him with flying dildo. <laughs> I, I, it, I I have respect for the guy that ta- that taunted the mayoral candidate. Well, I mean, he he looks like the kind of guy that you would want to just taunt with a cop with a dunk copter. You know, yeah. actually, if you look at him, he almost looks like a chubby Vlad Putin with a high and tight. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. Yeah, like you're so getting locked into a cell under the. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine seeing that guy running down the street, being chased by somebody with a 36 inch or double sided, just flinging this son of a bitch around like a lasso? <laughs> well, if you re- if you remember, um. Uh, University of Texas a couple of years ago, they were they um, the legislation was pushing to allow open carry on campus, and yeah, there were the awesome. there were the, there were the people that were wearing like holsters with dildos in them. Yeah, the cocks not Glocks bullshit. The cocks not Glocks, yeah. So it could happen. <laughs> oh, it so, would be that would be absolutely glorious. <laughs> Yeah. What what makes us even better is that this guy is a county sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, article out: uh, Mayoral hopeful in Albuquerque was punched at a campaign event by a man who was also accused of flying a drone adorned with a dildo around the candidate while he was on stage. It's the second time the dong copter, complete with its own Twitter account, has harassed a New Mexico politician in recent de- recent days. Uh, Bernalillo County Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez III, who was not injured, brushed off the brazen Tuesday night stunt as a work of, quote, political operatives. Dude, I'm going to start calling myself that from here on out. I'm a political operative because that sounds way cooler than just like I'm a anarchist who like has a podcast. <laughs> no, right? I'm a political operative. <laughs> We need to CG your mic into a dong. <laughs> Dude, Andrew, this Andrew so... just almost spit out his beer. That was close. Uh, I did. That was close. I came close. I came close his to that. Laptop, I mean, you could laptop shit enough. He doesn't need to make it work. Yeah. Jesus. I, you could, you know, I mean, like it's narrow enough. You could probably get like one of those giant, the giant black ones, like the Kongs, right? Uh-huh. Like King Mandingos, and then just like hollow out one side and stick it on there, and that would probably actually work. 
So not that I'm trying to give anybody ideas or like I'm thinking about it or anything. I'm just saying like it, yeah. it's doable. So if you're if you're looking to send that to somebody, that's Andrew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the answer the or uh, the incident, which was partly captured on video, happened as about seventy people gathered to hear the Democrats speak at the Revel Entertainment Center. Uh, the venue's owner confiscated a drone attached to the sex toy that was flying over the stage when the candidate spoke, and twenty-something-year-old Kaylin. Ashby Dryer tried to get it back, according to the report. Quote, is that a dong with a drone? A woman in the audience reportedly asked. A scuffle ensued, and Dryer threw a punch at the sheriff's arm while reportedly yelling, quote, he's a tyrant. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> Andrew's holding up a shirt that he's wearing that I cannot say on open air because I <laughs> like this being on Spotify. <laughs> uh, quote he tried to take a swing yeah. yeah quote he tried to take a swing at me and it glanced across my arm Gonzalez reportedly said um, quote uh, he struck me and I just took a step back it wasn't anything I was very concerned about I've been in a lot of worse situations the suspect was arrested on charges of petty misdemeanor battery and misdemeanor resisting evading or obstructing an officer the candidate said he believes three other people were involved in the perverted exploit According to the paper, on Wednesday, Gonzalez held a news conference where he accused Dreyer and his cohorts of working for the incumbent mayor, Tim Keller, a rival Democrat. Quote, it was a coordinated effort, very intentional, and these people were trained. They were trained, <laughs> trained dong drone okay. pilots. If, the, if you're talking about democrats working against one another there's, they're not calling each other fucking tyrants there's, for there's one. a there's a dong copter uh trained in the navy joke in there somewhere yeah probably yeah probably that's it's a drone pilot yeah <laughs> oh it could just be a marine corps f-18 pilot too i mean it... yeah yeah uh quote i was trying to answer one of the ladies questions was with the group of four that were the political operatives for somebody, I believe, possibly the other campaign, Gonzalez said. Uh, Keller's campaign reportedly said it had no part in the stunt and called it disruptive, rude, and immature. Well, yeah, but fucking that was hilarious. the point. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be disruptive. Um, obviously, it was rude. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. immature. Um, <laughs> Manny, Gonzalez, quote, Manny Gonzalez is trying to associate with Tim Keller or, or radical leftist behavior, Dreyer told the newspaper. Uh, quote, I'm not a fan of Tim Keller either, and I identify as a libertarian. And that's why he called <sighs> the tyrant, because yeah, he's like, a fucking tyrant. They're all fucking tyrants. They are all fucking tyrants. Tyrant, but are you kidding? Like, really, I would love to see. I, I really would love to see a campaign for the Dawn Copters to start going to every political rally everywhere. Video posted on the Twitter account entitled Dawn Copter shows the adult aviation device flying outside a church that was being visited by Republican congressional candidate Mark Moore's last week. The owner of the account changed her background image to show the drone harassing Gonzalez and posted a direct attack on the candidate late Wednesday night. Quote, for the record, at Sheriff Manny, uh, Tim Keller sucks too. More on that later. But at least he isn't a corrupt Trump nut who fought against police lapel cams and every other form of accountability for years. We are all dong copter, not you, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just love the phrase "adult aviation device." Like I, 
<laughs> I am so happy so that that's a phrase that king. exists now. Oh. It sounds like some really weird kink. Like, hold still, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to hearing that sound, but it's usually not attached to something that's actually That's oh my god, that is fucking funny. See now the the next evolution, the next set of escalation in the dildo copter, uh, the helicopter, so, yeah. if you will, yeah. uh, saga for, is going to be record, launching dildos. Yeah, for the record, that Twitter account is dongcopter, d o n j or d o n g c o p t e r five zero five. You know, I might have they just, to join to follow. Follow that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. That's see, but like I said, the the next the next uh, evolution in it is that you have to start launching dildos like rockets. That's that's clearly where we need to go. From here. You could get a bottle rocket, like a well, firework <laughs> that is he- good enough to carry one of those. It was one of the it was the end of one of the jackasses where that was the the final scenes. Where they were yeah, using where they air, air, air cannons to fire all the dildos. Wait a second. Yeah. Model rocket motors. Just in the bottom of the... D- no, the bottom not of the dildo. Just light yeah, it. And they're not stiff <laughs> but they're not. They're, they're floppy. They, they wouldn't go... No, that isn't going to work. I mean, we could try it, I you suppose. You add but... rigidity to it if you really wanted to. I mean, it can be. <laughs> I mean, I say that on most Saturday nights, too. Uh, <laughs> We're, Jason's think, we're sticking way too far into this. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, you could add rigidity to it if you wanted to. Heavens, <laughs> oh. <laughs> most guys. It's okay. This is the level of professionalism that people have come to associate us with. <laughs> I we, go, we, go, we go into in-depth conversations about strippers and dildo copters. No, dildo rocket copters. Dildo rockets. Yeah, dildo rocket copters. copters. Yeah. Now, could Is you it... make a rocket pod that attaches to the drone? You know, I mean, really, the final the final thing would be to create an ICBD, an intercontinental <laughs> ballistic dildo. dildo. <laughs> <laughs> would you have... Uh... It would look like uh, Dr. Evil's rocket in uh in austin powers i'm wondering is would you have merv d's (laughs) multiple independent re-entry vehicle dildos no just be it'd be merds merds yeah we can have a a land-based dildo army too and get like rc cars with dildos on top and just just be, just be driving so along we have the dildos (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean like i said just watching a politician run away from like this little RC car with this big fucking dong on it would just be great. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would just pay money, absolutely pay money to watch that happen. <laughs> well, you know, we're only about a year away from the next mayoral race here in my town. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, look at that! You can just chase them around with a. <laughs> Dick on an RC car. So you'd have the, the dildo rover, the dildo copter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember when PETA splashed red paint on everybody? Right? You remember when that was happening? When... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. If, uh, just a dildo and just splashes 
white paint. Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to say it out loud, but yeah. no, 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 no. It's got to be just cornstarch and water. Cornstarch and water, so it dries. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's clearly like white and healthy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Suck non-Newtonian fluid, bitch. <laughs> we're, we're bad people. And no, I'm, we're not. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> Anybody else that that listens to this is thinking the same shit we are. We just have the balls to say it out loud. <laughs> I don't know if they're thin. I don't know if they're quite that twisted. <laughs> which is which is why we have a mediocre podcast and they don't. Yeah. If they're, hey. us, if they're listening to us, they are that twisted. Not necessarily. What I find funny oh. is that come Tuesday, my son's gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna know when he's doing it too, because he's gonna hear him laughing and being like, What the fuck? <laughs> No, he's at his mom's, which is going to make it even more entertaining. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> what are you listening to? And she's just going to hear adult aviation device and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you and if this is your first time listening to Anarchy <laughs> for a drill table discussion, we're sorry. No, we're not. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> just, all, all I can think of now is dodgeball with, uh, with White Goodman. Just kidding. But not really. <laughs> if, if you can dodge a dildo, you can dodge a congratulatory. <laughs> <laughs> I crashed. <laughs> oh. Could you, now, I want you to picture that Justin Long takes a wrench to the face, replace it with a dildo, and then all of a sudden you get like that old school comic where it shows up and goes, dick smack. Dick smack, yeah. <laughs> uh, pause it just before it hits him in the face. It was at this moment he knew he fucked up. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh. oh. Yeah. A Twitter, a Twitter account called the Mushroomer. <laughs> you roll, roll. You got to roll the tip in ink first, and then smack them in the face. Politicians, they just mushroom stamp them all. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen the gif of uh when they threw the when the the guy threw the shoe at George at at G Dub. He's like, "Whoa, hey." Like I've I've seen that where it was like it was digitally replaced by a dildo. <laughs> so, that would be funny. Uh good no. times. Good times. Yep. All right. Um there were no segues in that at all. No, they're not. I no. I don't even know what article we're going to next. So um, I don't um, either. Which um, let's go with let's go with the uh, the the Facebook one. Facebook kept or Facebook keeps touting its labels, but data suggests labels actually amplified Trump's quote misinformation. Oh. I, I, yeah, that was that was uh-huh. my reaction too. Because Facebook loves their their warnings, right? The the on the when you post a link or when you share mm-hmm. a meme or literally anything that has to do anything with with COVID or vaccine, you'll you'll see a warning. Uh, it was Any, the same. anything that doesn't match with the the narrative that they want you to be paying attention to. They put a warning on it. Yeah, well, you know what's anything that doesn't tell the line. Yeah. Yeah, and they like like I pointed out the how bad the algorithm was was when I did that post where I just said blah blah blah. Here's a random post that says nothing except it mentions the word COVID and vaccine, blah blah blah. And yep. then it popped up with the, <laughs> yep. the 
thing. And I'm like, see, that's all it takes, man. You just got to say the words COVID and vaccine and have somebody else comment on it. And immediately that'll pop up. Yep. Um, but oh. don't forget that the, Zuckerberg just announced that he wasn't going to be banning people anymore for mentioning that the uh, virus may have escaped from the Wuhan lab because lo and behold, <laughs> the Department of Defense is investigating it now. And all of a sudden I'm going, oh, and you know what? We're not going to hear. We're not going to hear. Sorry, you were right. You guys were right. Nope. Sorry for banning you from social media endlessly. No, no, no. It's what it is. It's, it's the, uh, it's the, the three Can steps back. My... It's the three steps back, two steps forward thing. Can I yep. have my account back now? No. No. Damn it. <laughs> no. But uh, uh, Facebook labeled at least 506 of former President Donald Trump's posts in 2020 and 2021. On average, the labeled posts, those are the labels that they would pop up with a warning or false information or whatever. The labeled post earned over two times more interactions per post than his <laughs> non-labeled posts. I mean, I correlation it. doesn't necessarily equal causation either, but <laughs> still. Well, given the psychological aspect, like if, if, if you know that Facebook is in or that, that social media right, is, is in league with the Dems and and all that good stuff, if they label something as dangerous, if you know mm-hmm. what they're actually about, you're going to look at that dangerous thing and go, oh, OK, it's probably true or at least has a hint of truth to it. Well, that's the thing. Remember uh, from Game of Thrones, anybody else who watches Game of Thrones, cut a man's tongue off and all you tell the world is that you fear what he might say. Yes. Yep. So, but uh, Facebook keeps touting its labels as proactive responses to misinformation spread on the platform, even though the internal and external data shows that the labels are ineffective and that the platform's application of them is inconsistent at best. In fact, Media Matters found that the average number of interactions per post on former President Donald Trump's labels post uh, is more than double of his post overall, and that posts containing his misinformation are still spreading on the platform, even though he is suspended from it now. So it's they still call it misinformation, even though they've acknowledged that one of the well, things that he said may in fact be accurate. But it's still labeled as misinformation by social media. Well, yeah. Not only did they say that, remember that when when Trump brought up, you know, that it there was evidence that it might have escaped from the lab in Wuhan, the Democrats didn't like just lay, put a label on that. Like they screamed loudly. Mm-hmm. You people are insane. You just hate Asians. <laughs> you just like they or, went. Well, nuts look at how hard they look at how hard they came down on him when he said Kung flu. Yeah, he said then, that one time, and they just exploded. Well, yeah, it's propaganda. That's what they do. But uh, Facebook labeled at least 506 posts between January 1, 2020, and January 6, 2021. These posts earned over 205.8 million interactions, or average of roughly 407,000 interactions per post. Comparatively, all of post Trumps during the time earned. 927 million interactions, or on average, roughly 152,000 interactions per post. And why can't we be that popular? Actually, I know why we can't be that popular. <laughs> the very last article that we just did is why we're not that popular. <laughs> well, you would think with, you know, all of the bullshit that everybody deals with though, in their day-to-day life, Andrew, you would think articles like the last one would be why we should be getting more popular. Yeah, but... Um, 
Facebook labeled 147 of Trump's 868 posts that cited right-wing media outlets. These 147 posts earned 42 million interactions, or on average, roughly 291,000 interactions per post. Wow. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, think about that. If you, like, if you were sponsored, right, and you got paid even just 10 cents per interaction... A ten ten mm-hmm. per penny. I mean, you're still going, you know, twenty nine hundred bucks. Yeah, that's... At, at ten per penny. <laughs> My uh, God. <sighs> so, but yeah, I mean, like, that's like we said, the psychology make... of it. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the biggest and thing. that's well, and that's the thing is like think about think about the like if. Well, think about like the the dark side of the moon thing, right? With the the dark side of Oz, where everyone said, "Oh, if you play, you know, dark side of the moon at the right point, you know, after at the second lion's roar of Wizard of Oz, then it all sinks up, and it's like this unholy alliance, blah blah blah." Don't do it. Yeah. And what did everybody immediately want to do? They all want to do it. Or if you play this record backwards, it says like "Hail Satan," and like everyone immediately <laughs> wanted to hear yep. this like "Hail Satan." So it's, you know, one of those things where if you tell somebody they're not allowed to know something, they will immediately want to know it. Yep. Immediately. And just look at the, like, the Fauci emails that just came out. As soon as those came out, all, and, you know, the veil was kind of lifted up a little bit. Mm -hmm. People that actually wanted to know, that were actually interested in covering or understanding all of this shit mm-hmm. immediately oh what's in there yeah i got, and I got all stuff i got and, hit was, i got hit, i got dinged with a spam notification because i shared it to i quote, shared it too much and facebook labeled my post as spam <laughs> yeah what a coincidence that is totally unrelated to the content within the post i assure you no. and you like I, I didn't share some obscure link i shared like a news newsweek article yeah. Well, didn't... Well, way to go, Facebook. Goebbels would be proud. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing... But the thing is, is it works It, it works in, in the reverse. It doesn't make people not want to see this stuff. They find out that the this stuff is all being censored, and they go, why are you censoring like, this? Why don't um, I... Why shouldn't I see this? Dr. Seuss. Right? When, when, yeah. When that, that one school board was talking about banning Dr. Seuss for whatever... They didn't do it, but they were talking about it, and people freaked out and started like buying Dr. Seuss and spent and sent Dr. Seuss to like the number three most yeah. purchased mm-hmm. item in, in like 2020 or something. Or some oh, yeah. crazy oh, thing uh, like that. Dr. Seuss is all oh, the places you'll go is currently the number two best selling book on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, this is insane. Because <laughs> you said I can't have it, so now I want it. Like, yep. I mean, the only reason I ever downloaded when I was younger, the only reason I ever downloaded the Anarchist Cookbook, Cookbook was because I was told that I'm not allowed to see it, that it's banned. So I'm like, why? And then I read through it. And I'm like, well, this is lame. Yeah. So the only reason I read Catcher in the Rye was because they were saying, oh, it's a banned book. You can't read it. Like the the the, the local library had a had like a list of banned books. Mm-hmm. And and I went out of my way to read like three of those books. Yep, Catcher in the Rye, Slaughterhouse Five, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. That's that's not all that much different than like my daughter. I can remember in eighth grade, uh, 
English class reading Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that book. I love the I love the book Fahrenheit 451. My daughter didn't even know that book existed. And the way that you get her to read it is you tell her, you know, you're not supposed to be reading this. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Is I'm like, you know, the the reason why you didn't read this in eighth grade like I did is because they don't want you to read it. Oh. And she loves dystopian novels. Like Divergent is one of her favorite book series. Um she all you know, she loves the um hunger game stuff and whatnot so it's i don't think it's going to take a whole lot to get her to read things like fahrenheit 451 animal farm well yeah i mean you know the the irony is and, and this is something i was just talking about earlier today with somebody as i said you know the funny thing is is that the the movie going public and the book reading public especially in the united states will they'll go to theaters and they'll cheer on luke skywalker and princess leia they'll go to theaters and they'll mm-hmm. cheer on katniss everdeen they'll go to theaters and they'll cheer on winston in 1984 they'll go you know they'll cheer on um i can't remember his name from fahrenheit 451 but uh the the firefighter in 450 fahrenheit 451 they'll they'll cheer on you know the 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 protagonist in uh huxley's brave new world and then as soon as they leave the theater they'll yell at people for not supporting the stormtroopers and they'll question why you wouldn't go you know why you wouldn't support well you may not like him but president snow is your president and they'll you know talk about how well ingsoc just wants what's best for us and you should respect the ministry of truth and they'll do these things as soon as they walk out of theaters as soon as they put the book down and And they they don't don't see the the irony at all yeah, yep. it just it completely escapes them that what they're doing is they are they are part of the Galactic Empire. They are part of the capital, mm-hmm. right? That's running the Hunger Games. They are the authorities that are saying, no, you're not allowed to read books. You go into your little hologram suites and you go play with that and you ignore the world around you in the incoming war. No, don't, you know, don't rebel. Don't not take your drugs that uh, will mute all of your emotions like that's what they do as soon as they put those books down, but as soon as they pick them up, they're like rooting for them. And they'll call us horrible for being like, I mean, obviously protagonist position. Yeah. Like basically the protagonist in a dystopian future novel. I mean, (laughs) except it's not the future ladies and gentlemen. No, it is. It's today. It is happening before your very fucking eyes. It is. What's today? The Six, so it is five days ago. Because galactic stormtroopers monitor the U.S. Space Force swearing-in ceremony. And you know what? As soon as as soon as I saw that, galactic as soon as I saw that, stormtroopers. Oh, I busted my I busted up laughing. <laughs> like dun, immediately. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, yes, this is an article from the Washington Times. Uh, galactic stormtroopers, those are fucking actual fucking stormtroopers. Yes, that's they're in, and these so these aren't even like if you're a Star Wars nerd, <sighs> remember, these aren't even clone troopers who at least helped the Galactic Senate before they turned on the Jedi and helped the Jedi. No, 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 these are the marched alongside Darth Vader and gunned down everybody in Leia's ship at the opening of episode four. Fucking stormtroopers. Yes. Um, yep. 
Article says, uh, is the Galactic Empire secretly pulling the strings behind America's newest military department? A recent photograph of a high-ranking Air Force officer transferring into the U.S. Space Force is prompting questions that the Pentagon officials are hesitant to answer. In the official Department of Defense photograph, Major General Deanna Bart is sworn into the U.S. Space Force at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Closely monitoring the event are a pair of stormtroopers, the ruthless infantry soldiers of the Empire, along with members of the dreaded Red Guard, Emperor Palpatine's personal security detail. Yeah, that one, that one especially. Like the 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 Imperial it, Guard was fucking great. Yeah. On what, I, what I find interesting here is that they say a pair of stormtroopers. If you look behind her, there's a third one behind her. Yeah. Uh, there's actually on, three of them plus the one Emperor's of them isn't guard. a stormtrooper. And Dora, yeah. look above. Oh wait, look above the uh, the guy swearing her in. Hey, Vader hey, is hey. standing right there. <laughs> that is the stormtrooper you don't talk about. <laughs> um, on Wednesday, reporters grilled top Pentagon officials about the unusual photograph. Quote, Does the Defense Department endorse the values of the intergalactic empire? A reporter, uh, Jeff Shogel, <laughs> with the website Task and Purpose, asked the Pentagon. Of course, it's them. John Kirby during a press conference. <laughs> Mr. Kirby, a retired Navy admiral, then slowly shook his head, stared down at the table in the briefing room, and said. Well, you're killing me, Smalls. Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> it wasn't immediately clear whether that was a reference to the movie The Sandlot or a secret Galactic Empire distress code. <laughs> Nevertheless, after a few moments, Mr. Kirby made another attempt to answer the burning question. Quote, Jeff, we support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Oh, I assure you, the Constitution is quite operational. <laughs> While the Pentagon officials didn't say it, but also included... Those from galaxies that are far, far away, the picture <laughs> itself had a more mundane explanation. Major General B- or Major General Burt uh, was being sworn in in the middle of International Space Day, celebrating being held at the base on May seventh. <laughs> I just do you swear to uphold, defend the Constitution? Blah blah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I have altered your constitution. Pray I do not. If you're doing that, isn't that unconstitutional? I have altered the view. Pray I do not alter it further. Andrew, when you said yes, you're supposed yes, my master. Yes, my master. I mean, yeah, and you're you're right. There's so you have a scout trooper directly. To her left, you then have a stormtrooper, a red imperial guard, and Darth fucking Vader Darth watching Vader's over. Behind, yeah, behind the. <sighs> yeah, behind the uh, giving her the oath, and we yeah. don't know which kind of trooper is immediately behind her because she completely obscures it. But he seems to be a little short for a stormtrooper. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> I mean, you know this, the fact. Like th- this is like the most unself-aware moment in the history of any armed force ever. It's it's a really bad image. The the only way the only way you could actually have gone with a worse look is if like the German army had des- <laughs> like they were going to like have stormtroopers uh as a 
<laughs> yeah. You know, wow. I can I can think of uh, maybe a couple of ways this could look worse, but it wouldn't be quite as mainstream as Star Wars. I mean, if you had a couple of system lords from Stargate standing behind her, I could see that looking worse. <laughs> it's like fucking Elwold <laughs> standing there. Uh... Or, uh, you know, something along those. I could see that maybe being a little bit worse. Fucking they but... end their oath with resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. <laughs> Uh, like the, uh, the whole room is lit green and <laughs> he's wearing some black leather number can someone please for love of that all, all that is holy can someone please please photoshop joe biden as darth helmet <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there in the meme verse please do that Oh, that that would be glorious, absolutely fucking glorious. Oh, I just want a lightsaber now. Yeah, the problem is if you actually look at the physics of a lightsaber, as soon as you turned it on, it would set everything, including you, around it on fire. Hey, don't don't kink shame me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's more elegant than a blaster. <laughs> <laughs> he died of spontaneous combustion. <laughs> he was smiling though weird motherfucker well all right let's get on to this uh this main article that i really wanted to cover because it is seriously fucked up it is it is like we got we got two really bad ones but i mean this one is all right uh black oklahoma man faces first degree murder charge after killing white alleged burglar it's 2021 so they're gonna put race into everything blah blah blah. so don't read into that but part but uh larue bratcher a 34 year old black army veteran from oklahoma remains behind bars on a charge of first degree murder more than a year after he shot and killed a white man allegedly trying to break into his marijuana grow business with the trial date delayed until later this year Bratcher's family and friends and members of the Oklahoma City community are rallying behind him, saying the murder charge is unjust. Oh, Quote, no shit. I, I feel like this is an injustice for a simple fact that if the roles were reversed, if this is a white person, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, that's his wife. I'm not going to get into the racist shit because the racist stuff, I mean, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not about race. What it is, it's not about it, race. We're going to get to in a minute. It's yeah, so yeah, old, yeah. Quote, someone mm-hmm. broke into his place. Bratcher's uncle, uh, Derek and neighbors, said at a rally last month. Quote, he didn't go out looking for trouble. He was in his own place of business. Right? His own place of business. That's that's where the issue is created. Uh, in 2018, when Oklahoma voters legalized medical marijuana, Bratcher established Premium Smoke LLC, a marijuana grow shop located in Oklahoma City, whose business license expired a year later. That's yep. That's the cusp. That's that's the cusp right here. Mm-hmm. His, his license expired. Uh, Bratcher had planned to renew his license in 2018, his wife said, but he learned he would not be allowed to do so until he made nearly $100,000 worth of... Inter- wor- <sighs> Bratcher had planned to renew his license in 2019. So he, in 2018, he filed. Uh, it, it went for a year, and then 2019, he couldn't renew it uh, unless... Uh, he, unless he made a hundred thousand dollars in renovations on the warehouse that housed it, so he held off. 
On May 27th, 2020, around 1 a.m., Bratcher was in the Grow Operation Warehouse when Daniel Hardick, a 42-year-old white man, allegedly attempted to break into the business for the second consecutive night. Video from that night uh, reportedly shows um, Hardick park his car near the rear of the shop, walk to the business's doors, jostle with the door handle, att- attempting to gain entry. Quote, he was trying to break in when the business owner who was inside the business at the time apparently opened fire with a handgun, striking and killing the man who was breaking in. That's according to Master Sergeant Gary Knight of the Oklahoma City Police Department. Bratchett called the police shortly after the shooting, and once at the scene, officers called the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority to ensure that the business was legal. When they found out that the business license had expired, Bratchett was arrested for operating a grow shop illegally, a felony, and was held on $5,000 bond. He was not, however, initially arrested in Hardick's murder. In addition to arresting Bratcher, authorities also seized 480 marijuana plants worth an estimated $1.5 million. A day after his arrest, Bratcher was released on bond. But just a week later, the city district attorney office reviewed the case and upgraded Bratcher's charges to second-degree murder. One week later, police raided Bratcher's home, escorting him, his children, and his wife to the street and arresting Bratcher again. Then, after he refused to accept a plea deal uh, late last year, Bratcher's charges were upgraded to first-degree murder. The family told Yahoo Yahoo News that it does not understand why. Yeah, for first-degree murder, it has to be premeditated. You have to be able to prove that he intentionally was there to kill him. Yes. Yes. Um, individuals convicted of second-degree murder in Oklahoma can expect to serve a minimum of 10 years in prison to life sentence, which is classified as 45 years in Oklahoma with eligibility for the parole after serving 85% of the sentence. The penalties for those convicted of first-degree murder vary but include a life sentence without the possibility of parole or death. Now, one no, thing hold, I will say— oh, oh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, despite Oklahoma being a state with a standard ground law or castle doctrine, those rights do not apply to those who are found to have committed a felony. Pratcher said that, or prosecutor said that because Bratcher operated a grow business without a license, he was felonious and any self defense clause is thrown out. How fucking retarded is that? Yes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. What I was going to say is they said that this guy that he uh, that tried to break in, this was the second consecutive night. Second consecutive night. They have that, that on tried video. To gain entry. They have that on, yeah, they have that on video. That's probably where I can see them trying to make first degree stick is the fact that they could try to say that he was there intentionally to try to, you know, capture or kill the person who's trying to break into his place. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's important to remember that he was trying to break in and mm-hmm. he had not broken it right he was on the other side of the door bratcher shot him through the door Mm -hmm. to kill him this is the other reason why they're charging him with murder is because he hadn't actually entered the business which is absolutely obscene as well he's trying i have to wait for him to have gained entry if this Before was, I can defend myself and defend well, my if, property. Like if, this, if this was your house, your home, your castle, somebody rattling your door and, and trying, to, trying to break in your door, right? Nope. That's a life-threatening situation. In the state of – actually, this, this would all, uh, play out the same way in the state of Wisconsin because in the state of Wisconsin, castle law only applies 
after they have crossed the precipice of your door. Yeah. If so they, they can now kick if they your reach, door in, but then don't come in. You can't shoot them at that point. However, if they break your window and like say you have those windows that are right next to the door, if they break that window and reach in, a part of their body has entered your home and you're allowed to shoot them at that point. Which is why you always make sure that at, immediately after shooting them, before they hit the ground, you grab their body and make sure it falls into your house. <laughs> yes. Make sure their feet are, or at least one foot is, mm -hmm. you know, inside your building, and then call 911, folks. This is, this is the importance of having a burner gun. Because Oklahoma <laughs> would not have objected to him defending himself if the guy was armed and had a gun in his hand. Mm -hmm. uh, Br Bratcher's lawyer, Clay Curtis, believes that even without the standard ground defense, uh, that Bratcher acted in a reasonable manner. Quote, the evidence shows Mr. Bratcher acted reasonably under the circumstances. Uh, I think anyone would be in fear for the life in that circumstance. The case isn't about us growing weed in terms of a homicide. It's about whether people think he acted reasonably under the circumstances. Bratcher's wife, who also served in the U.S. military, believes that the courts are making Hardwick out to be the victim and using her husband's army training against him. Quote, we've been fighting for this country, and at the end of the day, it feels like you come home and it doesn't mean anything to anybody. Well, that's because, because it doesn't. <laughs> Especially Vicky, when you're talking about oh, the, uh, the government. Vicky added that la at last year's bond hearing, prosecutor said her husband was a, quote, threat to the community because of his previous combat training and expertise with a weapon. Quote, they used our experience of being a veteran against us. That's literally a slap in the face. Has any, yeah. I mean, I, everybody here has seen the movie fucking Con Air, right? Yes. That's the only reason he was convicted of the charges is because he had the training to literally defend himself with his bare hands. Yeah. So, but his, um, his trial is until October. Ooh, speedy trial, speedy trial. Yeah, yeah that's a real fair and speedy fucking trial. I mean, and that's the thing is like, again, there. what's happening here is that most of the media is trying to make this out to be a white versus black thing. So a lot of the conservatives are going to leave it alone and aren't going to bring it up. But the reality is, the real hardcore reality is that this isn't about white versus black. It's not that it was a white burglar and he was a black man. It's that he was a marijuana grower who couldn't afford... The one hundred thousand dollars needed, <laughs> which, which, which is funny because he he had the permit in the first place. Yeah, right, right. Which means that they approved it in the first mm -hmm. place, but they wouldn't renew it without him doing a hundred thousand dollars in renovations. Yeah, I mean that's and it's because they just they're moving the goalposts because they don't. That's what you see constantly with this, yep. these places that, that uh, legalize marijuana is that, and that's the danger of legalization versus decriminalization, but that's what you keep seeing is they'll move the goalposts as much as they can so that while technically it's legal and the people who made campaign promises that they were going to make it legal can go, see, I made it legal, yep. but they do everything they can to make it so incredibly impossible to actually continue to comply with the law that everything winds up illegal by default anyway. Yeah, the barriers yep. the barriers to entry are just astronomical and that that squeezes out the little guy and opens the door for corporate interests. 
to to step in and and make more money because well, yeah. they have they have the financial backing. Well, yeah, when they do the same, it wouldn't thing. be that big of a stretch for somebody like a big tobacco company to move into a state that is Philip Morris. Philip Morris bought several thousand acres in yep. in the Humboldt Trinity Triangle, yep. the, the Green Triangle here in California. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. And Philip Morris and R.J. Reynolds do the same thing in the the vape space uh-huh. where yep. they mm-hmm. did everything they could to push through as many regulations as possible to make everyone all the little guys impossible impossible for them to set up their labs and, and comply and everything else i mean i know one of the local uh vape producers here it cost them two million dollars to get started in doing this and that's obscene that's utterly obscene there's no reason it should take that much to start mixing some food some flavorings distilled water and Mm -hmm. nicotine that's that's absurd Mm -hmm. you don't need that kind of that kind of shit and then you know you see that too you see that in the firearm in firearms right you see where uh they didn't outright ban machine guns no 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 instead what they did is they said well you have to pay us a 200 dollars, which in 1934 was nigh unobtainable for most people 200 dollars tax stamp to get these and by the way we have to do this massively invasive privacy of privacy uh background check yep. before you actually get to have the gun yeah. and we can just delay it and delay it and delay it for a couple of mm-hmm. years before we even let you get it um i mean all of these things the point is to make sure that only the upper class the emo- the controlling class and the business controlling class that only mm-hmm. they have access to yep. all of this freedom that everyone else is stuck and, and that that also it. the same holds true when you add in the Hughes amendment in 86 because up until that point as long as you did a form 1 you could make your own machine gun mm-hmm. but after 86 now everything is anything produced after 86 is just you can't have it unless you're a when cop I, or yeah. a member of the military well, and I guarantee you that the whole reason that that the Hughes Amendment happened was because of things like the Lightning Link, where suddenly mm-hmm. people could obtain a machine gun for thirty four dollars. Yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden, anyone could have a machine gun, and so they had to close that down, so that again, only the police, only the military, only the government, and only the very very rich could have any access to this stuff. Well, according yeah. to according to people that I I can talk to or talk to from the era, they said that the Hughes Amendment was supposed to be a poison pill. Yeah, it was supposed to, to kill completely kill the folk or kill folk altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's but I mean that you see it in the you see it in the auto industry too. You see where mm-hmm. the like if if I'm a huge company and I want to import uh, cars from another country that are built in another country. And I want to import them. Well, I have to go, you know, with the, the NHTSA, I have to go through crash testing and I have to get this, you know, get them to sign off on it and everything. So I have to provide multiple vehicles for them to crash and everything to test it all and get it all certified and pay all that money and all this other stuff. And I have to pay all these taxes and all these tariffs and all these things. And if I'm a huge company, I can do that. But if I'm a boutique company that Mm -hmm. maybe makes, 150 cars a year i'm just like a small family run car company i can't do that i can't afford to do that yep i mean shit that's part of what caused problems with motor rex initially 
was them with them bringing uh, R32 Skylines in to the country was, I mean, if anybody's familiar with the Moto Rex scandal, holy shit, there was so much more to it. But what started it was that they had provided a bunch of these Skylines to be crashed by the NHTSA. And then the NHTSA said, well, we'll give you the waiver. And then said, oh, wait, no, we won't. We need to do one more crash. And they're like, we can't get any more cars. Like, we can't afford to give you another yeah. car. And had to beg them for the waiver at that point. Like, this is what they do in every single space. It's not just drugs. It's cars and it's guns and right, it's let's, anything else. Let's let's circle back around to the article. There's a, uh, this one paragraph. I, I want to go over it again. Um, and it's um, Castle Doctrine. Uh, uh, rights, uh, Castle Doctrine rights do not apply to those uh, who have been found to have committed a felony. Prosecutors say that because Bratcher operated his business without a license, he was felonious, and any self-defense clause is thrown out. And if it had been any other business but a marijuana business that yeah. had its permit expire, that and would not forget, have been a felony. Forget, he has not been convicted of a felony. Yeah, nope. he hasn't been. He's only been charged. Mm-hmm. But because he so, was, he he's been charged of felonious activity, and then he defended himself and his business. Now it's oh well, you're going to be charged with first degree intentional homicide, and you may get a lethal injection for it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, because the hey, government yeah. because the government made the barrier right to entry so large. That he couldn't hurdle over it. Well, and remember, they didn't and, make those barriers and, to entry by, that big until after he was established. After he was established. Right. And and because the, the barrier to entry was so large that he couldn't hurdle over it, he couldn't purchase his rights back from the government to grow medicine. Yep. Yeah. But but because yeah, of yeah, that, yeah, yeah. him defending his property, he's a murderer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. Like... If this had been, let's say this had been a, a garage, right? Like a mechanic that had let its business license expire. Yep. He still doesn't get yep. charged because it's not a felony to operate the the business without the proper licensing yeah. in mm-hmm. that instance. If he had been running a grocery store and had let some business license expire, he doesn't get charged. If he had been running any other fucking business, he wouldn't have been charged. It's solely because it was a marijuana grow for medical marijuana. He's helping cancer patients and people with Parkinson's and people with Tourette pain. people epilepsy. with chronic pain and people with epilepsy. And like, he's helping those people. And in response, they go, you're going to need to pay us. You know, you're going to need to pay out another hundred grand to upgrade your facility that we were okay with 12 months ago. Oh, you didn't do that, and then you defended your property. Hey, guess what? Felony. So, and now, guess what? You're looking at lethal fucking injection. And the only reason uh, they upgraded it—don't forget—the only reason they upgraded to first degree murder was because he refused the plea deal. He wouldn't play ball and just bow down and lick yep. their fucking boots. Oh. Here's now. This this is the real kicker. While he's sitting in prison, while he's sitting in prison. The Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority updated its policy this year to allow cardholders to apply for a new license while still using their expired one until the new one comes in the mail. Motherfuckers. So, 
basically, if this had happened now, he would be completely fine in compliance. He would be largely largely compliant, yes. Right. He'd be largely, yeah. He, I mean, keep in mind, he's still again. He still shot the guy while he was outside his property, and they still wouldn't have given him castle doctrine protection. But he would have been looking at, you know, he would have been looking at uh, uh, being charged as if he's a business owner, a legit business owner who's just defended his property, rather than he's yes. a drug dealer who's then shot somebody trying to rob him. Yeah, right. Because that's how they're treating him, right? Uh, it's just, it's so that's so frustrating to me. It's yeah, so frustrating well, to me. But that, like Andrew said, that's what they do. They keep moving the goalposts, and they make it absolutely impossible for people <laughs> to actually. Not, not only are they moving the goalposts, they're putting the goalposts in different stadiums. Yeah, like, yeah. at random. Oh, we're, at we're, not, random. We're, not play, we're not playing that game anymore. Now we're playing this game. And here's oh, the were goalpost you... over here. Oh, yeah, oh you were got, you, you playing football. Game. Now it's soccer. The ball. Yeah. Like, I... Now it's How soccer are... with a hint of basketball. That's that's what we're playing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're It's it's field hockey, actually. We, we went to field hockey. No one told you? Oh, well, that sucks for you. Oh, now it's water polo. Sorry. Foster truck, start running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got this guy not sure. <laughs> you show up with the monster truck and they're like, what? You? Why are you showing up with a monster truck to a game of uh, cricket. polo? Yeah, cricket. <laughs> yeah, this is this was synchronized swimming. What the hell are you doing? It's... How are you going to get that monster truck on a balance beam? I mean... <laughs> this is acrobatics. What are you... I mean... She's, it's it's fucking, I mean, what they're playing, what the government plays is Kelvin Ball, right? If you read Kelvin and Hobbes, you know you yep. know what I'm talking about. What they're playing is Kelvin Ball here, where if they or start to lose, the rules yeah, change. They, yeah, they just change the rules until they win again. Mm-hmm. Or, yep, it's either Kel, uh, Kelvin Ball or Pigeon Chess, one of the two. Yeah, oh, but it's unless it's at night on a Tuesday in May, in which case... <laughs> You can't walk down a, you know, just so you to remember, you can't walk down a public sidewalk with an ice cream cone in your back pocket. Yeah, if, if Mercury's a retrograde, you can only play with your left hand. <laughs> yeah, unless you're wearing a yellow shirt, in which case it's just your pinky. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, <laughs> this is, Missouri court denies case of man prosecutor deems innocent. This one has made me so fe- just unable to describe could, my theory. I could actually watch my neck pulse while yeah, I read feel, this article. You feel that 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 thump in your temple? Yep. That thump, thump, thump. I could in your feel temple? right here. I could feel my pulse right yep. here. And anyone, and you know, and I will say, anyone listening, if you ever have somebody tell you, well, just trust your day in court. Just wait for your day <laughs> just, in court. Yeah, just wait for your day in court. Bring this. this article up. Yeah. Um, a Missouri prosecutor on Wednesday said she's disappointed the state Supreme Court won't hear the case of a Kansas City man imprisoned for more than 40 years for a triple murder that prosecutors say he didn't commit. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to read that again. 
A Missouri prosecutor on Wednesday, so this is a few days ago, said she's disappointed that the state Supreme Court won't hear the case of a Kansas City man imprisoned for more than 40 years for a triple murder that prosecutors say he did not commit. The prosecutors. The fucking prosecutors. The people whose job it is to try and argue that you're guilty are saying this man is not guilty of this crime. We should let him go. But because he was already convicted, it has to go back through the courts. And even though the prosecutors were like, no, he's not guilty, he's still going to have to sit in fucking prison. Yeah. Not, not, only, not only is he not guilty, the, the prosecutors said that to, and t- today, like if, if this court came, if this case came before him today, he would not prosecute it. He wouldn't even prosecute. I mean, or she she would not prosecute it. But yeah, I don't and, even. You know, I, I I had to change my patch because I put on the drone target patch because this article yeah. is going to make me a fucking right. drone target. Uh, this Missouri, is ridiculous. Yeah. Missouri Supreme Court judges on Tuesday denied sixty-one-year-old Kevin Strickland's case without providing an explanation. Jackson County Prosecutor Jean Peters Baker, in response, said her office is, quote, pursuing all avenues of exoneration for Mr. Strickland. Strickland's lawyers, including Midwest Innocence Project attorneys, said in a statement they plan to refile his petition in civil, in civil court. Quote, this denial is just one more prosecutorial barrier that the system throws up in front of innocent people. There is no doubt that mis- of Mr. Strickland's innocent and every court should have the power to set him free. So this uh, this is actually a this this is a state level crime, correct? Yes. So this isn't he wasn't charged in federal court. No. Just go to the governor and have the goddamn governor issue him a goddamn pardon. But he shouldn't have to get issued. He shouldn't a pardon. have his to. conviction he should to. get overturned, this, which means it should, it's as if he um, was no, never. Hold on, hold on. I absolutely agree calm with down, you. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Take a deep breath. We'll get no! there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. And if you already read it, you know where it's going. I know where it's going. I know it only okay. gets better. All right. No, it, this one does not get better. Strickland, who will turn 62 on Monday, that is tomorrow the 7th, um, was 18 when he was arrested. So literally, so his entire adult life has been in prison. Yes. Prison. Um, With other murderers, yeah, uh, actual yeah. criminals of various stripes. Yeah. Uh, 18 when he was arrested. Prosecutors say the case was, quote, thin from its inception, resting almost entirely on the dubious identification of a traumatized shooting victim. Prosecutors said they wouldn't charge Strickland with any crimes if the same case was before them today. The killings occurred in 1978 when a group of assailants ransacked a Kansas City home. Larry Ingram, 21, John Walker, 20, Sherry Black, 22, were fatally shot. Cynthia Douglas, the only eyewitness, was wounded but pretended to be dead. In an investigation published in September, the Kansas City Star reported uh, that for decades, two men who pled guilty to the killing swore Strickland was not with them and the other two accomplices during the killings. I mean, the guys who were there, who the, guy, were the guys who admitted, the guys who said, admitted to being there, yeah, said, said he no, wasn't this, this there. dude wasn't there. Uh, Douglas, this is the this is Cynthia Douglas, the eyewitness. 
Uh, later said detectives pressured her into identifying Strickland as the shooter. She tried to recant for years before her death in 2015. So they have they have the guys that were there saying no, he wasn't there. Yes. They have they have another person who was shot. One of the victims. Yeah. One of the victims wasn't there. Saying he wasn't the guy that shot us. And that and that detectives pressured her into saying he was. Which is uh, I mean, granted, that's what they do, but yes. seriously, everything in this case points to why is this guy still in prison? Yes. Uh, and so what us, the fuck yeah. is going on with the damn Supreme? Why? Why do? Why? You know, here's the real question: is to me that my that I keep asking, and I kept asking as I read this article. Why do the people who are in charge of keeping you in prison not have the right to say well, the, the authority you shouldn't? Yeah. Why? Why? No, I mean, like literally, the people, like the the guards, the the people yeah. at that prison. Why do they not have the right to say, well, you shouldn't be here and then just not lock you up? <laughs> yes, that would be nice. Um, that would require them not to, you yeah. know, bow down to daddy government. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they lose their job. You know how paycheck is. Well, right, but I'm saying they shouldn't, though. That's, that, that's my point is, like, how broken is this system that people <laughs> can believe, can thoroughly believe that you are innocent, can know you are innocent, and still be legally obligated to lock you in a cage and have to do it? That in and of itself, Andrew, is the question that brings us all together well, every fucking week. That's that's an is entire the government. The government that that, that yeah. conversation would last an entire episode on its own. Like we could go the philosophical aspects of that and indoctrination and we can tie that into the to the military well, that, and, this, and and we could take it all the way back and, to, and everything yeah we could take it all the way back to nazi germany or before where you had people that you know may have been relatively decent people but they still stood in the guard towers and shot the jews that tried to escape from the concentration camp we go further back than We're that and talk about slaves. We go further back than that and talk about slave catchers yeah. oh yeah I mean, but I mean, like, imagine, though, but this is like, like, but people, people, like, if you want to talk about slave catchers, like, people actually actively still said, well, yeah, legally, I'm supposed to be obligated to help you, right? The Fugitive uh -huh. Slave Act. But we I'm said, supposed to be obligated you. to help you, but fuck you, I'm not going to do it. Right there. Right there. Fuck you. No. no. Fuck you. No. And that's what they did. My point is that these people, like, everyone involved in this case on the state side says, nah. He's not yeah. guilty, and yet they're still willing to lock him up. So, all right. Uh, in a letter supporting Strickland's release, Baker and her chief deputy, Dan Nelson, said the evidence used to convict Strickland as a teenager has, sis, has since been eviscerated. Federal prosecutor in the Western District of Missouri, Jackson County's presiding judge, Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas, and members of the team that convicted Strickland four decades ago also now all agree that he deserves to be exonerated. If Even Strickland, the people who prosecuted the fucking case don't believe if, he's guilty. If Strickland is exo exonerated, right. he will be he will have experienced the longest wrongful imprisonment in Missouri history. I mean this guy has missed think about he went in he went into prison what 78? 
Uh, yeah. the, the killings occurred in 78, so yeah. Yeah. He goes into prison in 78. Think about everything that this guy has just witnessed remotely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything, right? He he witnessed, uh, I mean, the the kind of culmination of the civil rights movement. He witnessed the fall of communism. He witnessed the... Um, you know, the, the Iran-Contra scandal, and he witnessed the uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal, and he witnessed the rise of cell phones and the internet. And 9-11. And the Gulf War, and the second Gulf War, and Afghanistan, and all of these things. He's witnessed them all from behind bars because a couple of cops pressured a traumatized shooting victim into pointing a finger at him. And now the court says, no, you still stay behind bars. Yes. He was traumatized. He's been victimized repeatedly over and over and over by the state for the last 40 years. And just as one last fuck you to this innocent man, the state once again says, no, you get to stay. Not only that, he'll be he'll be he'll forever be punished is, is what is what I'm getting at because yeah. um he's he's past the age of having having family of, of having children. Yep. He'll, oh, he'll, yeah. nev- he'll never have His grandchildren. He'll never have shot. grandchildren. Oh yeah, he'll he's gotta be I mean psychologically he's gotta be institutionalized by now. I mean, spending that much of his his entire adult life, 40 years, more than 40 years behind bars, he's got to be institutionalized by now. He won't even know exactly how to function without a strict regimen being dictated to yep. him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I can't. And I guess maybe that's their justification for keeping him locked up is he can't function on the outside on his own anyway. So we're just going to leave him here. But still. Well, if, dude, if that were if that were the case, they would at least, they would get him off the war or off the off the block and move him to like a a hospital ward or something. Right. I mean, well, and there's and there's minimum security options, but he can't be there because he's a convicted murderer. Uh huh. So he can't be in a minimum security. No. Nope. I mean, you know, and I wonder, like, if I was in that position, would I kill myself? Or would I stay alive just to spite them? Oh, I'd check out a long time ago. You know, I mean, it's... I don't know, man. Hatred can keep you going in all <laughs> kinds of ways. Oh, it sure can. Uh, I guess I guess for me, it, I, I don't think I would kill myself. I think I would end up at least making it worth it to be locked up for life. You know, they've they've already pissed away my entire life so like those guys, like what, those guys here in cali that pride themselves on taking out you know pedos yeah right. i just start doing that so, like all right well, right. you're gonna lock me up for murder like i'm gonna fucking start killing people cool right. that that's exactly what i'm getting at it's like if they're i mean if you're gonna keep me here even though it's been shown that i'm an innocent man well then, I might as well do something for the for the good of my the people that are still on the outside, and oh, you're you touched little kids. Guess what? You're gonna drown in your own fucking toilet. How do you not? But I mean, like, how do you not lose all hope at that point? Like, how do you not just get to this point where you're just like, 
my life is is over. That's I don't want to do with this anymore. I'm, well, I'm locked up. So, all right, you guys, you guys want to go over the the article, um, the uh, the Kansas City Stars investigation article? Sure. Okay. Um. So this is this is an article from September twenty seven of twenty twenty. Uh, it's linked in the in the original article, but it says uh, just before 9:30 p.m. on Tuesday, April 25th, 1978, a call about a shooting cracked through police radios. Patrolling under a clear and dark sky, officers threw on their emergency lights and sped to South Bitten Avenue in Kansas City. The first officers to arrive found a woman, Cynthia Douglas. This is the witness, 20 screaming, suffering from a shot, shotgun wound above her left knee. Her clothes were covered in blood and brain matter. Uh, as they or as they applied pressure to the injury and questioned her, the officers realized she was among four people shot in a nearby bungalow. Douglas, detectives soon learned, was the only survivor. The lone witness who, aside from the shooters themselves, can tell what unfolded inside a small white house at 6934 South Benton Avenue. Walking inside, detectives saw blood smeared on the door between the barred windows. They found a man lying face down in the living room, his hands tied behind his back. In the bedroom, a woman sat on the floor with her hands tied in front of her. A man lay tipped over on the bed, his wrists also bound, his feet hanging off the edge. Each had been shot in the head. Outside, about 60 people gathered on the lawn and street, comforting each other as they waited word of the victim's identities. Uh, news cameramen crouched behind brown rope police used to guard the crime scene their lenses watching as investigators scorched the searched the stoop the acting police chief joined detectives at the scene she did not uh she did the top warrant officer from the prosecutor's office who was there to oversee the legal questions her presence a captain said uh was a matter of quote making sure we touched all the bases and he added we're not perfect she oh, we're proud. not perfect Indeed, the investigation would never catch all four of the killers, but it did result in life in prison for an innocent man, according to two other men convicted in the murders and the only witness. Four decades later, Kevin Strickland, who was 18 when he was arrested, is the only person still in prison. So the other two people that pled guilty are no longer in prison. Yeah, they've been released. Released, released, Released or dead, either one. Yeah. So he's the only one in prison. Now 61 and using a wheelchair, he maintains he was wrongly convicted. Vincent, and everybody who is in a position to know says so. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, here, here, this is the answer to the question. Vincent Bell and Kilma Atkins admitted their guilt. Both were convicted, served their time behind bars, and are now free. Both yep. say Strickland wasn't there. Instead, they identified two other men who were involved, but were never arrested. Yeah, because they had Strickland. Yeah. Yep. Quote, so I know, quote, I know because I'm one of the ones who did it. God forgive me, Bell told the star. Bell was one of the guys that admitted to it and played. I, okay, so wait, wait, wait. So the two guys who admitted they did it are both out of jail. Are both free. Both named the people that did it. They named the people who did it who were also actively left free. Yes. For the last 40 years. Yes. yes. And a guilty man an innocent walked man. away. It, it, no, a guilty man walked away. Two guilty men walked away mm-hmm. and yep. walked the streets yes. totally scot-free so that a 
an innocent man could continue to serve their sentence. Yes. Um, the testimony of Douglas, this is Cynthia Douglas, this is the witness. Uh, the testimony of Douglas, who identified Strickland as one of the gunmen, was paramount in the case against him. But she, too, would later say police had the wrong man. Strickland could not have been put on trial without her testimony, says John O'Connor, the prominent Kansas City defense attorney who worked on the case at the time of the investigator uh, for the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. Quote, period, end of story. The case rises and falls on Cynthia Douglas. That was, that was according to the, the attorney. So, so with her recanting her testimony, I mean, that by itself should cut him loose. For years... Bell, this is um, one of the guys, right? God, Bell. What an amount of guilt she had yeah, Vincent, her entire yeah, life. Yeah, Vincent, Vincent and Bell. So for years, Bell, that Vincent Bell, he's one of the guys that pled guilty, uh, has said Strickland's time in prison is for nothing. He asserted Strickland's innocence in front of a judge a year after the killings. So this is 1979. And in 2013, signed an affidavit saying Strickland did not commit or know anything about the crime and this is a guy so this is a guy that's convicted right he admitted it he's not going anywhere it's not gonna give him he, a not, only, not only did it's he admit gonna, to it he, he admitted to it and named the other killers yeah yeah yep. and, and named said, the other people and said this guy wasn't one of them yeah so this guy so this guy is gaining nothing by saying this He's not getting a shorter sentence. He's not looking at getting any benefits. Nothing else out no, of this. He's already spent solely. His time. He's out. It, it, well, I mean, no. The, at the time, within the one year, like he's yeah. serving a bunch of a sentence. He knows he is. He's not getting anything out of this. He just is doing it because he's like, no, it, this guy is innocent. He's doing it because of humanity. He's yes. doing it because yep. he can't watch an innocent man sit there for a crime that yeah. he didn't have um, anything to do with. Bell goes on to say, quote, we'll never know what this man could have been. That's saying strictly. Mm -hmm. they don't, you don't yeah. know. Man. Okay. So the killings. Uh, before Douglas was placed in the ambulance that night, detectives came away with the names of two suspects she knew and recognized. That is Bell, Vincent Bell, and um, and Adkins, Knight, and Adkins, right? Those, those are the two people that uh, were convicted. Right. She could not, however, identify two other killers who have fled into the night. One had a brown paper sack over his head, she said. The other carried a shotgun and reportedly told her, quote, don't look at me. Ah, uh, the paper bag killer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> ambulance, atten ambulance attendants would soon remove the bodies from the home. The identifiers of the slain were confirmed in the morgue. Douglas's boyfriend, John Walker, her close friend, Sherry Black, and 21-year-old Laura Ingram, who went to the bungalow. And gee, and the, how I mean, imagine how fucking cold blooded these motherfuckers are too. Oh, yeah. That they let go. That these guys had people tied up on their knees on a bed, completely not a threat, and just pointed yep. a shotgun at their fucking heads and executed them. And the prosecution let them fucking walk yeah. because, because they thought they had because they were convinced that well, they wasn't had even that they were hand. convinced. It was that if they prosecuted them they would have to let somebody that they had already put yes. so much time and effort into putting behind bars go yes. and admit they were wrong it was essentially a justification for the amount for the effort that they put well, into it at this point also you got you gotta remember, you gotta remember this too so this is this is 1978 they they already have they have the names of the two guys and they convicted this third guy 
if they were to let him out, if they were, if, if Cynthia were to say, hey, you know, they pressured me, blah, 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 and the courts were to look at that and go, oh, the cops pressure her, we have to let Strickland out now because of this, that calls into question the conviction of the other two also. Yep. So yep. Letting, letting Strickland out at that point, I mean, this a year after the killings, you know, Bell admitted to it in court, right? So this is 1979. If, if they had said no on Strickland, any defense attorney worth his weight and salt would have said, hey, you know, got to let the other boys out too. So um, in the time, Douglas would tell direct detectives what she could do about the shooting, some of which were bolstered by what Bell said in the 1979 guilty plea to the three counts of second-degree murder. Um, that afternoon, Bell and Adkins, these are the, the two that were identified, along with Terry Abbott, 21, and, 16, and a 16-year-old boy went to Stroke Park and drank beers. Afterward, on their way to Bell's mother's house, they stopped to talk to Strickland, who lived on the block and was outside. The, the four, the, the, the Bell, and Strick, Bell and Abbott and the other two, uh, they didn't stay long. Abbott and Adkins later talked about getting their money back from Ingram, uh, who the week before bet Adkins out of $300 using crooked dice and a crap game. So, the, uh, revenge this killing. Was, okay, yeah. 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 This was so, revenge killing. He cheated. Yeah. Uh, the bungalow was used to throw gambling parties. Uh, another game was set for that night, so the group drove there in two cars. Douglas, Black, and Walker were watching TV, smoking weed, and drinking cognac when the four arrived. Three's company sitcom that began airing on the year before was uh, about halfway over. The group tied up the victims, blah, blah, blah. Shotgun pellets. Uh, Douglas listened, waiting for the killers to leave before freeing herself and limping out of the house to search for help. She hobbled over to a 17-year-old um, 17-year-old girl who was outside, grabbed her, and fell on the sidewalk. Hide me. They don't know I'm alive. Um... They think they've killed me. So later, after Douglas was released from the hospital, she would identify Strickland as one of the killers. Bell and Atkins saw Strickland's arrest on the news. Quote, that's good, Atkins told Bell, because they're starting off wrong. They picked up the wrong man. After They wanted Wich- the other two to get free. Yeah, after escaping to Wichita, yep. uh, Bell and Atkins were arrested and brought back to Kansas City to face murder charges. Throughout the court hearing, as he as he pleaded guilty, Bill and or Bell insisted Strickland was not with them and the other suspects during the shooting. He proclaimed of Douglas's identification, "quote She made a hell of a mistake." Quote. So I'm even tell- throughout even throughout this discovery period, they said, "Dude, he's not one of us." Yeah. Uh, quote. I'm telling you the truth today that Kevin Strickland wasn't there at the house that day. Bell said. I'm telling the state and the society out there right now, Kevin Strickland wasn't there at the house. So Kev, or Strickland remembers his first trial ending on a hung jury of 11 to 1 with the only black juror, a woman, holding out for acquittal. Uh, one of the prosecutors who recalled came to the defense table and said, quote, this won't happen next trial. Two months later, an all-white jury convicted Strickland on one count of capital oh. murder and two counts of second-degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for 50 years. The most damning testimony at trial came from Douglas. She said there was, quote, no question Strickland was one of the gunmen, though her testimony at times did not match that of police. Where's the fucking where's the fucking YouTube uh, or not YouTube uh, Netflix documentary on this? 
There like, needs to be one. Where is the Where is the Netflix documentary on this? Decades passed. While Strickland languished in prison, Douglas married and became a grandmother. The murders and her testimony disturbed her all these years. And she was working an accounting at Jackson's County Family Court Division in 2009 when she wrote an email to the Midwest Innocence Project. Its subject line, quote, wrongfully charged. Quote, I'm seeking info on how to help someone who was wrongly accused. I was the only witness and things were not clear back then, but now I know more and would like to help the person if I can. It took her 30 years. <sighs> yes, she died in 2015. Yeah, so she... But she... I, I have a feeling that part of that, at least, was that she didn't know... Like, she didn't know how to do anything about it. Like, well, I mean, she didn't know she how was... to... How old was she? she? Was what nineteen at the time? Yeah, right, something like, like that. If you realize you made that level of a mistake, how like how scared are you to even admit that it was a mistake? Especially mm-hmm. in nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, you're terrified of saying like I screwed up. Yeah. Well, especially when you consider you know in that that environment, you'd be looking at a hell of a lot of retribution from the cops. <sighs> For recanting yourself at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to come at you and pressure you again and say, did they get to you? What did they do to you? Like, you're going to yep. get a ton of that. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Let's... Just... I'm starting to get that feeling. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm starting to get that yeah. feeling. It's, you know, you know and, and it just, I mean, again, like I, like I said at the beginning, like if you ever have, a friend who goes, you know, or somebody who says, we'll just wait for your day in court. Bring <laughs> up this case because dude <laughs> did have his day in court, got convicted anyway. Dude had another day in court where every single person who mattered said he was innocent, including <laughs> the prosecution, and it still didn't make a difference. Still, <laughs> nope. The people, who, admit, the people who admitted to the killing said, no, bro, dude wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. The people who prosecuted it originally say he wasn't there. He's innocent. The people who are prosecutors now say he wasn't there. He's innocent. Everyone involved says he's innocent. And the the court court says, says I don't care. And the court court punted the decision. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, let's let's do... do, You know, (sighs) honestly, this guy... What he really needs is he needs some guy, somebody, and I'm not saying I would ever condone this action, but he needs some people to go down there, spring <laughs> his ass, take him to a titty bar, buy him some hookers, get him some coke, get him blitzed out of his fucking mind so he can actually live a little bit before his time on this earth is over. Now, he's already That's in a wheelchair. He, I mean, yeah. All right, let's um. While we got a little bit of time left, let's let's move on. let's move let's do a good article. Because, are we going right. to Texas? No, we're not going to Texas. Oh, we're going to Virginia. And Derek is not here, so. And that's why I was asking if we were going to Texas, is because Derek wasn't here. 
No, we we can go to Texas after this article. I want to go to I want to go to, to Virginia first. All right. Uh, Andrew, you still with us? No, Andrew got to go take a piss. But this is um. This is WRIC.com, Channel 8 News. I mean, it was the ABC 8 News. But um, Amelia County Community holds prom for students after school event canceled. For two years in a row. Yes. So this is uh, Amelia County Public School students had their prom canceled two years in a row to the ongoing pandemic. After the second cancellation, the community and Building Hope, a nonprofit organization, decided to host a prom for Amelia County High School students. The prom, the prom was held on Friday, May 21st at the Courthouse Square. The event was made possible with the help of 26 community volunteers. Uh, almost 150 juniors and seniors attended the event. You know, honestly, what they, they should have opened it up to the seniors that graduated last year. Whose cool. uh, senior prom was canceled yeah. because been... they got shit on too. So, yeah, uh, local businesses and members of the community donated all the money needed to hold the prom. There was food provided by Archer's Barbecue, and music was done by a local DJ. Some students even won gift cards and money through a raffle. So, Building Hope says the event went off without a hitch. But this is this is the kind of like community. Yeah, voluntary this is, community this is building voluntary type of thing that I absolutely love. Yeah, and gets, oh, and absolutely. Gets no, and gets no play on on like the national TV. Oh, yeah, the no one ever world? wants to talk because because if you talk about how communities can come together, right? You can talk about how they can just do things that are super nice for everybody, and they, that ruins this narrative that oh, the the country is so divisive and so divided and everybody mm-hmm. hates everybody, so we need government to continue to overarch everything. Yep. And, I mean, this is no different than, you know, private people going out with a wheelbarrow, a stamp, and a shovel and filling in potholes. This is people who have volunteered their time and their money and their efforts to make sure that these kids get the experiences that they have been look f- looking forward to for all their years in high school, you know, all the stuff that's, you know, grandiorized mm-hmm. in high school movies and stuff like that. These are kids, you that know, they, they deserve this. I mean, they've been cooped up. They've most of them probably been staring at a fucking computer screen for most of the school year. Well, yeah. And that's, you know, and that's what I was going to say is like, you remember, like, if you watch some older movies and stuff where they talk about like dance halls and, and these Mm -hmm. big community, regular big community events and stuff that kids could go to and have the, you know, have these constant events or these constant places they could go and socialize and have fun and everything else. And you notice that those all died right around the time that all this youth crime started to steadily increase and youth yeah. obesity started to steadily increase and all these things started to get worse when all of a sudden if it's summer and i don't have anywhere to go and i'm 15 what do i do what what am i going to do with myself i don't know this day and age you're probably going to sit in front of the fucking tv and play video games yeah um all right that was just a cool story I like yeah, that's really cool. That I like it. It was just like, hey, these kids need like need this. Like, oh. they've been looking forward to this. This is an essential 
you know, kind of a traditional part of the experience of being a kid that you get to have this. And it's not fair that they don't get to have it. Like, that's a load of shit. So we're going to we're going to put it on for them. They're going to get this. They're going to get to have, you know, it's almost like Footloose. And it was done entirely voluntary. That's the best yeah. part. That's the yeah. best part. So Yeah, they just decided they were going to do it. And they became heroes, just like Kevin Bacon. Yep. <laughs> you sound an awful lot like Star Lord. Yeah, that's, that's where so, I was going right. with that. Like, all right, like... let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about the reason that we're all here. Um, strippers. All right, we're going to Texas. <sighs> that's why everybody listens to us, man, because we talk yeah. about strippers. Uh, barely legal strippers now fully illegal in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> You okay there, Andrew? Yep. <laughs> I think that went down the wrong pipe. Oh, barely legal That's strippers. What she said. Now fully illegal. Like, that just sounds That's... like a fucking tagline for a sequel. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so they're of the age of majority. They're adults, according to the letter of the law. The headline, but... the headline gets, gets better, right? Of course, it does. <laughs> the penalty for employing eighteen to twenty-year-olds to work a nude, topless, or quote in a sexually oriented commercial activity is now two to twenty years in prison. What the fuck? Yes, I could. If I just hire, if I just hire a twenty-year-old stripper. I could spend as much time in prison as she was alive when I hired her. Yep. Bikini baristas. Remember we, we talked about but, those before? A bikini, remember, a, an 18-year-old is... bikini barista in Texas right now could get the employer 2 to 20 years in prison. But remember, is... this, this is Texas, the bastion of freedom. <sighs> And yet, and yet, those same chicks can set up an OnlyFans. Yep. Or, or they can be join the military and be handed a fully automatic weapon and sent yeah. to a foreign country. Yeah, you can go. So you're allowed. So if you're 18 and you live in Texas, you're allowed to sign up for the military and go get killed by some dude that you didn't know, who didn't know you. You had no actual beef with not only in a country you, that you couldn't find on a fucking map. You know, that started be before you were born. You would be celebrated if you yeah. did that. And then at, you can do that. But if you want a beer or a cigarette or to strip and make money that way. <laughs> or to shake what, you, shake what the good Lord gave you. Yeah. That's, oh my God, that's retarded. Yes so hard oh it's it's all under the guise of safety though of course it's, it's yes. for your safety it's We're always for your safety uh, and it's, a performative it's because they're doing this because they love you yes and a performative bid against quote human trafficking <laughs> texas has raised the legal age for working at a strip club from 18 to 21 years old putting many employees out of work and putting clubs that hire them even inadvertently in risk of serious legal penalties, including up to 20 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. The uh, state yes, also, those damn hold on, human traffickers. Hold on. Oh, wait. This is, this is, strippers. This is, hold on. This is, this is the part where Andrew's going to lose his fucking lid. 
the state also updated part of its penal code penal code to define a child as anyone under the age of 21. So does that mean that the age of majority in Texas is now 21? Yeah. So the age of consent is, is now 21. 21. Now the 20. age of voting in Texas is now 21. The age nope. of what? You can Everything. still choose your leader. You can still go die for dear leader. You are not allowed, however, to exercise any amount of actual freedom or body autonomy whatsoever until you're 21. So you're three years beyond the federal remember, age of majority. Remember that song, right? Eve of Destruction? <laughs> the, you're old enough to kill, but not for voting? Yes. Yep. You're old enough um, to kill, but not for stripping. Yes. Uh, there's no evidence that legal strip clubs in Texas are rife with underage workers, which would be against the law in the first place, right? Yeah, it's already illegal. Yeah, nor that young adults working in the strip clubs are at higher risk of human trafficking. Texas lawmakers and their counterparts in Congress and in states across the country love to do something about sexual exploitation, even if that thing has serious uh, ancillary consequences and no chance in hell of accomplishing its stated goals. See, you know, like the gun control. Is, the, the, the thing is, here's, here's the thing, right, that you need to understand, is that where the left will talk about doing something about gun violence and everything they do does absolutely nothing to help with gun violence in any way, shape, or form. It's all just theater, right? In that same way, the right, at least in this instance, right, is saying <laughs> that I'm going to do something about human trafficking and then do something that in no possible alleged, way... Alleged human trafficking. There's no proof yes, that this there's actually no proof. happens well, that's what I'm in saying. Texas strip clubs. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Is they're like, well, I'm going to do something about Texas in Texas about human trafficking. And then do something that has nothing to do with curbing human trafficking at all in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, I can guarantee you that whoever the fuck came up with this... It's because they ran into their 18-year-old daughter in a fucking strip club, saw them naked, <laughs> and went, oh, Jesus, I need to do something about this. And yes. that's why they fucking yes. introduced it. Yes. They, they can go fight in a war there's, that's that's There's as a high probability that Andrew's spot on with yeah. that. They could they go fight in a war that's as old as they are, but they can't strip. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding? Do you own your body or do you fucking not? Are you free or <laughs> are right. you fucking not? Hey, plug it or unplug and plug in your mic. You're getting robot voice. Um, what the new Texas law that is SB 3.315 will do is make it illegal for adult women inclined to work in a strip club to do so, driving up the likelihood. This is the barrier to entry that we talked about before, driving up the likelihood that some of them will instead engage in more risky forms of sex works and or fall into the arms of exploitative third parties. Those who police call traffickers and pimps. Meanwhile, someone already under the control of a trafficker will still be, but in a location further underground. So essentially what you're saying, what yeah. they're saying in the, with that paragraph is this will take people who are not under the influence of a trafficker as it is, who voluntarily strip on the pole for damn good cash money. Mm -hmm. Now they have to what? Go into the arms of a trafficker, thus increasing yeah. the or, or pimp of or, yeah. or drive oh, yeah. it or drive it underground, right? Where they do yep. like 
or modeling, going modeling straight. services, quote unquote modeling services, in which yeah. they go to like a private residence, you know, bachelor party type situation, which again is a dangerous situation because yeah, it's not this, in a legal setting. Like anymore. any, yeah, like any law against uh, sex work, all it manages to actually do is drive people who are going to do it into situations that are less safe that are more likely to result in them being trafficked, that are more likely to result in some sort of a negative outcome versus being working in a nice high-end... If you've ever been to a high-end strip club, and I've been to a few, if you've ever been, the the one that Lindsay used to work at actually was a really high-end strip club back in the day. If you've ever been there, there are tons of security guards. There are tons of security cameras. There is, they are very, very strict about what can and can happen. They are very protective of the girls there. There's a lot of safety things in place. It's a very safe place for a woman to explore her sexuality a little bit and show it off. Right. Well, and what, not even just the high end places. The, there's a few of the more unsavory low end places in the area where Andrew and I live too. And even there, they have a decent amount of security. Everything mm-hmm. is under video surveillance. I I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been to any of so, any of those clubs. I've, yeah. Um, I'm sure you haven't. Why why 21? <laughs> that's what that's what I'm this the arbitrary yeah. number of 21. Right? I mean, well, one can make an that's... argument, one one can make an argument that a 21-year-old girl is no different than a 20-year-old girl, right? Which is mm-hmm. no different than, you know, but if, if they're worried about sex trafficking, right? Well, a, a 21-year-old girl is no different than a 20-year-old girl. So why 21? Why not? Why not? You know, 25. Right? Yeah. Let's 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 get to the point where women stop looking like teenagers if they're worried about sex trafficking. Right? No strippers under 25. Right? If if, if we don't want to entice that sort of child trafficking or child lookalike trafficking, let's go to 25 or 28. And it's there are well, they pick 21 most likely because in most it. of those places, I don't know about in Texas, uh, what the laws are and whatnot, but like in Wisconsin, if you're under the age of 21 and you're in a bar after nine o'clock at night, you're actually technically in commission of a felony, of not a felony, but a crime. And and they'll charge you with underage drinking, even if you're stone mm-hmm. sober. Yeah. Well, unless you are working the bar, which is where it's super arbitrary. If you are working at the bar, because I worked at a bar bartending at eighteen here in Wisconsin with no problem. Yeah. See, this that's that's another one of these that that this talks. We're not talking about just stripping, like working in a struggle in in a quote in a sexually oriented commercial activity. Right. So even simply working in a strip club. Yeah, you're you're a bartender. You're uh, you're an 18 year old guy who's a security guard. Because mm-hmm. remember, this doesn't just apply to women. This is anybody. Nope. So nope. if you're an 18 year old fit buff you know, guy, the, ba- the bouncer, the door bouncer. Yeah, and you're gonna mm-hmm. be you're gonna be a bouncer. Well, now you're you're actually doing something against the law that can get your employer between two and 20 years in prison. So all right, uh, back to the article. It says um. This is from Jesse Sage. He is the managing editor of Peep Show magazine and a self-described erotic laborer. 
quote those oh, what the hell is an erotic liver i, I love that i, I love was that wondering that myself. it's the same thing know. as a political the political operative i'm an erotic yeah, political operative and erotic labor those might be my new bio yeah like all right. <laughs> uh, quote those yeah quote those who push this bill may feel like heroes for rescuing 18 19 20 year olds from what they believe to be the horrors of the sex industry Yet, in the wake of a global pandemic that has devastated the economy and the lack of employment protections for sex workers, the sure harms of such laws far outstrip any imagined benefits, particularly for the young dancers whose livelihoods now hang in the balance. Well, yeah, and how many how many yeah. of these girls, I mean, like, realistically, right, like, who goes into stripping at 18, right? It's not exactly going to be the future... Uh, rocket scientists or cancer researchers right that isn't who's going to go into stripping at 18 it's going to be the chicks who were bambi Bambi and cherry have a future (laughs) to be perfectly (laughs) honest with you don't you insult lemon that way no 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 wait 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 wait. (laughs) i actually work with a doctor she is a do and a general surgeon who's very good at what she does and she told me point blank how she paid her way through pre-med and med school and all as an erotic laborer. She (laughs) was a stripper for like nine years as she worked her way all the way up through getting a DO. And now, and now they can't do that in Texas. Now you can't strip to work your way through med school because you have to wait until you're 21, which means you've already gone through Mm pre-med and incurred a shit ton of debt. And so now you're going to have to strip <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and possibly hook. You, you can't you can't strip you can't dance to get money for college, but you can take out a $100,000 loan for money With for college. With no credit whatsoever, no payment <laughs> Yeah, to go to college. Like this is right. go to college. This is just stupid in uh, so many ways. All right, uh checking to make sure no 18, 19 or 20-year-olds are employed in strip clubs also gives cops another excuse to conduct raids, demand to see the business records and harass owners and staff. And it provides a new and easier way to entrap places into lawbreaking in order to shut them down. Those who may have considered it unethical to send a minor with a fake ID into a strip club may have fewer reservations when it is to bait a 20-year-old into pretending to be 21. Strip clubs aren't the only ones affected also. The law, which signed into law May 24th and took place or took or went into effect immediately, says all quote sexual oriented businesses must comply with the new age limit. So working this at shops, so, sex shops. So working at shops selling sex toys, porn, or other adult goods now off is now off limits uh, to adults under the age of twenty one, even though it's illegal for the same adults to purchase sex toys, purchase porn, or go into strip clubs See, and other sexual related businesses. If I'm adult, if I'm hold, a on, stripper. hold on, hold on. Adult modeling studios, webcam webcam studios, and their ilk are off limits also. Yeah, and how are you going to ever enforce that? Oh, wow. That you want to talk about, oh. you know, the the webcam industry, right? The webcam model industry is one of the largest places that sex trafficking happens. Yes, plain yeah. and simple, it is. It is the number one place. Yeah, where so sex you can, trafficking happens. So eighteen, eighteen years old, happy eighteenth birthday. You can go into a strip club. You can go into a porn shop. You can you can you can buy a dildo, but you can't dance in that shop, sell that porn, or sell that dildo. Right. 
Well, and here's the thing is with the way with the way this law is written. Right. And here's here's the kind of upsetting thing with the way this law is written. If a chick decides she's going to start an LLC. Right. And I know some I know a couple of of girls who um, do only fans and stuff who have LLCs. Right. For their business, because then they can use that as a tax write off for when they're buying Mm -hmm. whatever they're buying for their their only fans content and stuff. Right. That because they're the owner of that LLC, if they're 18, they're in violation of the law, which means they can get between two and 20 years in prison for employing (laughs) employing themselves themselves. to show (sighs) off their bodies on the web for money. Oh, there's some simp dudes out there that are going to be simping so hard. But hey. Remember, it's all for your protection. Yeah, and yet people, you know, and yet Texans love to talk about how free Texas it is. But you know what? The one place that Texas has historically perpetually not been free is in Mm self-ownership. I own my body and can do what I want. Yep. Yep. So sell your body. We need to make that meme, you know, um, dance in a strip club and the guy's looking away and <laughs> looks yeah. looks back and it's join the military, go to a foreign country, or check out a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in debt for college. Yep, I was. I mean, and, and that's and then Texas. That's the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to Texas looking away and Texas looking back. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. I, and that's the thing is like. They and they're arguing, and again, this is where like we bring up that the oh, it's for your protection, it's for your own good, is perpetually the argument of tyrants, right? Uh-huh. But and even even here they they said point blank in the article that obviously this isn't going to actually protect anybody. It's just going to drive adults between the ages <laughs> of eighteen and twenty one no, under the law. Under the new law, they changed the they changed the definition of the penal code. So if you're under 21, you're technically a child in right. the state of Texas. So then, which which is what drives, which is why I said adults, because according to federal law, as far as you know, the age of majority and all that stuff, it's 18. So for three years, in <laughs> if you live in the state of Texas, here, here's the best thing you can do: if you're in the state of Texas, enlist in the reserves and then move out of state and go strip there. <laughs> I mean, it's oh. ridiculous. Yeah. All right, let's let's throw some plugs and get out of here. Which they couldn't sell to us in Texas. Sell plugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, she's not here, so buy Derek's book. Yes, and her crochet pattern. Both linked in the description. Yep. Uh, check out if you want to care for your beard like a Viking. Make sure that you check out thebeardstruggle.com. Use code inktanarchist15. You get 15% off. Also, check out shopvalerio.com. If you use code inktanarchist25, you get 25% off of your fashion watches, sunglasses, among other things. Also, check out Avante Creo. That is A V E N T I O C R I O.com. Use code inkedanarchist25. Get 25% off of sunglasses, hats, shirts, all sorts of cool fashion streetwear. 
and you support me as you do that. Make sure that you check out my sponsors because they're cool and they give me stuff. And yes. I would really like them to give me more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have any fancy sponsorships like Andrew does, but we uh, I, this past week I recently set up a page on MeWe. If you're familiar with that particular social media website, all you have to do is search for Anarchy Among Friends and then we will come up in the search. Uh, so come follow us on there. Also, uh, if you are familiar with the alt tech platform of Rumble, I will be uploading all future episodes from this day forward to that platform as well. Oh, and speaking of me, we Inked Anarchist Hootenanny Roundup is back, motherfuckers! And it is on me. <laughs> oh, me God, you guys are going to make back. me have to download another app, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to yep. bring back it all. I'm re-uploading all of my Boog memes, all of my side quest memes. They're I all saw, going there. I saw, I saw a post today from uh, Magnus Paviata. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Um, he's that, the Boog boy out of Michigan uh, that made that really, really good public speech that went viral. Yep. Yeah, okay. I mean, I saw, I saw a post from him today on Twitter talking about how he misses the Boog side quest memes. Yeah, well, I'm bringing them all back. I actually replied to that. I pointed out that I'm they're they're all going to be on MeWe, so uh, those will all be there. You will have access to all of the ones that were on that website on Facebook once upon a time. They will all be back and better than ever. I'm going to be adding to it constantly. Also, about don't half to check of out... them are Andrews. About half of them are mine. Well, three quarters. Well, all of them initially uploaded are going to be mine, but uh, we'll we'll keep adding to them. Also, uh, don't forget to check out our boys at Poppins Patches. He makes yes. some cool stuff. Go give Poppins Patches some love. He's constantly rocking some new stuff. He's constantly bringing out things. He just had a new one the other day where he was like, should I bring that out? And absolutely, he should bring that one out. Um, we will probably eventually, when I decide that I want to throw some money at it, we are going to have him do a, an Anarchy Among Friends patch that we're going to start selling. Maybe that'll be the birth of our merch store. Maybe we'll start with that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Hear me still? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That was that was weird. My microphone went. <sighs> yeah, it looks like we just oh. did. We just stop recording. No, no I'm still no. showing the recording. Oh, still okay. We're still on, man. All right. People okay. still listen to Deal. us. So. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know so, if anybody's actually still listening to us, but know. it's still going anyway. I don't know. Uh, let's let's get out of here before my computer has a hissy fit and shuts down again and we do all that shit so this has been episode 137 i have no fucking idea what i'm gonna call it but we'll figure it out we'll come up with something it'll i don't know maybe we'll we'll do some sort of 60s music reference because uh, no it, it, dawn copter come on dawn yeah copter? that's <laughs> which, which they couldn't sell you in Texas if you're under friends. <laughs> friends encourage friends to be Darn. adult aviation political operatives. That's uh... <laughs> including Don, in Texas. John Copter for president. All right, we'll catch you on the yes. next one. Peace. Later.